because we did far more than simply disregard the advice of someone on the ship. We disregarded the word of our God and against better knowledge foolishly set out against his word. And so we deserved more than sinking down to the depths. We deserved to be shunned, shut out from the presence of our God under the depths of our sin and under his curse. But our God rescued us from the danger which we deserved and the fires of hell. God rescued us as he sent his son, not just to be a companion on a ship with us and a slave prisoner, but one who willingly came to this dying world. Defy all expectations as you share his word of comfort in every trouble, in every crisis. You know people who are foolishly heading their own way, seeking their own profit and headed for destruction. Don't let them go on without the word of courage and comfort that calms our fears. The word of our God. The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. June 27th, 2021. Acts chapter 17. Have you ever witnessed someone during a crisis? I don't think, I don't think the movies always get it right when they show someone during a crisis acting all calm and collected. Most of us and most people, when they face a crisis, are in shock, in panic, in action, or despair. How about you? How would you respond if you were to face a crisis? If, for example, you were to lose your home, or to find yourself in a major car crash, or suddenly lose everything and be in threat of losing your life. Many of us, I'm sure, would end up freezing or panicking and maybe even starting to despair. But we know we don't have to. We continue our series this morning on defying expectations. As we know, as those who trust in Christ, God will bring an outcome for us which will utterly defy all expectations. And so we can defy the world's expectations. This morning we see that as we look at Acts chapter 27. And we see three men who are on a ship. And those three men on that ship of hundreds stand out as they remain calm, trusting in the Lord, even in the midst of the storm. We see how we defy expectations as we remain calm even during the storms. The Apostle Paul had it in mind to make it on his way to Rome. He wanted to share the gospel there. So he went there, but it wasn't as he expected. You see, Paul was, in fact, on the way to Rome, but he was on his way as a prisoner on a ship. Through a series of events, Paul found himself sailing towards the capital city of the Roman Empire. He was taken under the charge of a centurion named Julius. They boarded a vessel and headed out to sea. After traveling hundreds of miles, they arrived in Macedonia in a harbor, and there they boarded a larger ship. They found a merchant ship headed from Egypt, loaded with grain, headed towards Rome. So Julius the centurion took Paul and the other prisoners on board that ship, hoping to make it for Rome. On the ship were Paul, his companion Luke, who actually wrote the book of Acts, and another companion, Aristarchus, who was a traveling companion of Paul. Altogether on board the ship, there were 276 people. This ship, however, was cutting it close. You see, 
The season for traveling was coming near an end, but the ship's pilot wanted to try to make one final run to the city of Rome. Sure, I'm sure he knew the risks as he traveled on the Mediterranean Sea, that the storms that come in November would make it nearly impossible to travel. But he was willing to take that risk and thought he could make it in time. Because he also knew the great profits he stood to gain if he would make it with his cargo and his passengers to Rome. So they traveled. The sailing was rather slow for the first several hundred miles. And I'm sure that many of those sailors and the crew were starting to think to themselves, I've got a bad feeling about this. Finally, after hundreds of miles of slow going, around 500 miles, they arrived at the island of Crete. And there they sailed along the southern end of Crete until they came to a harbor for rest. It was at this point that the Apostle Paul knew they weren't going to fare very well if they continued. So Paul warned the captain and he said, we're going to face great loss if we sail on from here. But the pilot had other plans. He wanted to sail just another 12 more miles to the city of Phoenix because Phoenix was along the shore and it had mountain ranges reaching 8,000 feet high and ridges which offered great protection for winter. It was a great harbor to hold for the winter. So Julius the centurion and the ship's pilot disregarded Paul's warning and set out for the city of Phoenix. But they would never make it. Sure, the, the sailing started well for the first couple miles and they thought they would reach the harbor at Phoenix in good time. But then it came. The very thing which Paul had warned them about, the northeastern winds began to blow. They would never reach their harbor. They were about to face a crisis. You can imagine it must have been frustrating for Paul and his companions. They had to sit there and even though they warned about the storm and the coming disaster, they couldn't do anything about it but just go along for the ride. I'm sure you found it frustrating when you're about to face a crisis and you know disaster's coming but People disregard your warnings, and so you know it's coming and you have to face it. Picture the person who spends their, their time organizing a community effort to make their, their community firewise and protected from the dangers of fire, and they, they advocate that management of the forest would keep people safe, and yet nobody listens, and they end up fleeing their house because it burns down. Or picture the wife who knows that if her husband takes on this new job, that it will tear their family apart because of the great demands that it will put on them. But he doesn't listen. He's eager for gain and profit. How will she bear that devastating storm knowing it's probably coming? Or maybe a father who warns his son that his drug abuse is going to end up in a big crash, but his son foolishly disregards him. How will the father handle it when he gets that phone call late at night that his son was in a crash or had taken the lives of others because of his drug abuse and driving. Or maybe a friend knows another friend who's abusing alcohol, and they know their whole life is going to come crashing down and they're going to sink into the depths, but the person foolishly continues and can't stop. They're chasing after other things. It's hard to handle a crisis. How much harder to handle it when you've warned against it, but it still is going to come. The storm 
raged on. The sailors did not see the sky, it says, for several days, neither sun nor stars. They got so afraid that the ship was going to be battered and thrown against the rocks, they did everything they could to try to save it. They threw the ship's cargo overboard to try to lighten the load. They even got rid of the precious grain of cargo, cargo of grain, and tossed that overboard. They went days, weeks, finally 14 days without food and despairing of all. We get to that point where it says here in Acts chapter 27 that they were so afraid, finally, all hope that we would be saved was disappearing. Crisis can do that to us. It can remove our courage, our strength, and all of our hope. But then Paul came with words to give courage, words which the Lord had provided him to give to the people. After they had gone a long time without food, Paul stood up among them and said, Men, you should have followed my advice and not set sail from Crete and avoided this damage and loss. But now I urge you to keep up your courage because there will be no loss of life among you. Only the ship will be lost. In fact, last night an angel of God, the God to whom I belong and whom I serve, stood beside me and said, Do not be afraid, Paul. You must stand before Caesar. And surely God has graciously given you all those who are sailing with you. So, keep up your courage, men, because I believe that God will, God, that it will be exactly the way I have been told. However, we must run aground on some island. Words of courage and comfort. How could Paul say this? The Lord had given him these comforting, encouraging words. And don't misunderstand. Paul knows he's going to face hardship. There's going to be loss. God never promised there wouldn't be troubles. In fact, the ship is going to be destroyed. But God had promised security and safety one way or another. Paul knew God intended for him to make it to Rome. And God graciously spared the lives of the others. And don't misunderstand. Whenever we face a crisis, we, we shouldn't expect God to send us some angel in every crisis to assure us we're going to make it through. But we do have in the crisis and we do have in the dangers we face the word of our God. And notice with that word of God, Paul didn't just hold on to it. Paul was given that word so he could encourage others. Paul shared the comfort he had from God's word to help others in crisis. Do you know someone who's facing a crisis? Someone who's lost their home because of the dangers of fire or is devastated? Speak up and give them words of comfort. Comfort from scripture. We know this, this whole world will burn. God has promised for those who trust in him that he will take them to a home that will never perish. Do you know a family who's suffering as the father's chasing after or the mother's chasing after wealth in their career and they're, they're trying to make one last profit while their family crumbles? Stave off despair and give courage as you remind the children of God that their God will never abandon them and he's made them the highest priority. Bring that mother or father to repentance that they make the word of God and trusting in him their greatest riches. Do you know someone who's going to struggle under drug abuse or alcoholism? Help them to see, rather than chasing after those things, what their God has promised, how he intends by the work of his son to bring them home. Share words of comfort and courage 
with the word of God and share it in every crisis to all those you meet. Defy expectations. We know one way or another God intends to bring us to his home. And we know this because he's delivered us from our greatest crisis. We deserved far more than a sinking ship battered against the rocks. Because we did far more than simply disregard the advice of someone on the ship. We disregarded the word of our God and against better knowledge foolishly set out against his word. And so we deserved more than sinking down to the depths. We deserved to be shunned, shut out from the presence of our God under the depths of our sin and under his curse. But our God rescued us from the danger which we deserved and the fires of hell. God rescued us as he sent his son, not just to be a companion on a ship with us and a slave prisoner, but one who willingly came to this dying world. Jesus, the son of God, came to be our rescuer. And he rescued us and freed us despite our own foolish cravings and our own foolish decisions as he came to free us from the guilt of our sin. And he bore that wrath of God that we deserved for our sin once for all on the cross. Because God intends to bring us to home one way or another. And it would be through the death and price of the death of his son who suffered for us. And you don't need an, an angel to peer at your side to know you've been delivered from this crisis. Just listen to the word of your God and those angels who appeared that night in Bethlehem and said, a savior has been born for you. Or those angels after he had paid the price for sin who said, he is not here, he is risen. The son of God will bring you home to your eternal home, deliver you from every crisis, defy all expectations as you share his word of comfort in every trouble, in every crisis. You know people who are foolishly heading their own way, seeking their own profit and headed for destruction. And there will come a time when they will despair. And ultimately, there will be a time where they will lose all hope when this world comes to its end and they face their greatest crisis. Don't let them go on without the word of courage and comfort that calms our fears, the word of our God. Defy all expectations as you share that comfort. We who know the promises of our God know what he intends. And yes, fellow Christian, you, you will face troubles. Maybe not a shipwreck, but the Christian will face times where they're brought down to tears and because of the hardships they face, they begin to tremble. But never do they need to lose all hope and despair or even panic that God has forsaken them because they know that the same God who calmed the storm with his disciples also delivered the Apostle Paul and calmed the storm and saved all those on that ship. And he's the same God who will bring you to the place that he has promised and deliver you in the end from every trouble. We defy all expectations because we know one way or another the God to whom we belong and the God to whom we serve whom we serve intends to bring us home. Amen.